Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, hosting tonight with my good friends Sue and Genre. Yo. Hey there. And Sue, uh, how excited were you, uh, you know, a scale of one to ten, by this week's Republican presidential candidate debate? Uh, I love politics. I love the horse race, so it was like a nine. And And Trump wasn't there, so you actually got to hear what some of the other people had to say. Except for Vivek, who talked over everybody. But yeah, I loved it. I was up really late watching all the channels. Okay. Uh, And it was only two hours, so. Yeah. And genre, you also checked it out, did you not? I did. Yeah. Well, Um, I I, I did watch it. It was was a debate. It existed. (laughs) I did not. I just could not. You know, I didn't want to subject, hit my brain with a bunch of two by fours for a couple hours. So I I opted out and, you know, kept an eye on the Red Sox game instead. Um, so you could not, would not watch the debate. You would not, could not. So stay up late. Correct. I did look at some highlights and I, I, I you know, read some, I read reporting about, you know, so they asked them about climate change and they asked them about this, that, and the other thing. So, um, well, all right. I, 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 I'm going to try and take a back seat on this, but uh, I guess overall, uh, you know, who do you guys think did particularly well or poorly out of all this? Because part of part of being a part of it being a debate is it's like it is a a show, a a a a an event that is happening where people are vying for attention and trying to make an impression on people. And that is part of the one of the things we try and think about. So just on that level of, hey, you know, this is, a you know, I, I'm trying to take over this commercial for presidential candidates. So you vote for me. How do you guys think it went? Well, see, so you you, you want to go? Well, you guys always say, well, it's not a debate because it's just, you know, a question and then they say an it, answer. You know, it's not it's, it's not a debate in in some senses of the term. So, yeah, but whatever. yeah. So, yeah, and I thought I thought um, I thought even though the um, moderators didn't do a very good job, that there were a lot of good questions and it really got you could see the difference between the eight of them that were up on the stage. And uh, Will Hurd wasn't there because he refused to sign the pledge. Um, which he's got a lot of stature. He's Who's one of the Will Hurd. Uh, he was a Texas, um, Texas, I think a rep, uh, was in the service in the Navy SEALs. He's a really good guy. And, uh, he said, hmm. I'm not going to sign the, the pledge to get on the debate stage. So he would have been the ninth. And he would have uh, been he, the he other refused. black guy. He is black. That is mm-hmm. true. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. But very, very, I I think we're going to see a lot of him. I think he's really unusual and is, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. I sort of put him in the category of having a spine like um, uh, Liz Cheney. 
you know, I agree more with him than I do with Liz Cheney, but I, he just is an inter- anyway. But he was one of the few that said, I, I wouldn't support Donald Trump if he was elected and therefore I'm not signing the pledge. And so the RNC said, sorry, that, that was the end of him. Yeah. So we'll see what happens well, if he gets uh, more traction. Of the eight who were up there, just in terms of, you know, how did they do for the evening? You know, like the the, the actual horse race aspect of it. Who would you uh, say were the, the top two or three finishers? Oh, boy. I think it depends on the topic. I, I didn't like any of them, to be honest with you. Not even <laughs> your boy, Chris Christie? Yeah, he was flat. He was very flat. They booed him. The the minute the opening started and they introduced him, they booed him. And I think it threw him off his game, which I'm surprised because he's from New Jersey and he doesn't usually care. But I think he wasn't quite as. Um, and I think without Donald Trump there, he he, you know, he was he he beat up on everybody a little bit. But I didn't think anything was, you know, classic Christie. So um, so uh, if this were Does that you know, answer it. Well, I guess, yeah, to the well, to the extent that this was sort of a qualifying heat for, you know, a race, you know, this was like the first the first sprint or whatever. Uh, First leg. The first leg. Yeah. I mean, like, do you think any of them actually, quote unquote, crossed the finish line and was uh, uh, like, did all right? Or are you like, nah, all of them kind of kind of tripped and fell uh, before they crossed the finish line? So nobody did well. Yeah, I I think because it was so interrupted. I mean, it was fun to watch because it was chaotic, but it was, you know, I think all of them got some good information out and did a good job at points. But, you know, not one of them looked presidential to me for Mm. the whole thing, you know, that you would just go, oh, okay, I can see that. Mm. But, you know, I'm I'm. I was going to say I'm, you know, I'm a, a fine connoisseur of Republican politics. So yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> so so genre as uh, someone who isn't, you know, inside the 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 GOP's big tent, uh, but did actually watch the debate. What do you think? Like, who do you think actually just won as a debating stage presence thing? Whatever. Uh, I need to know the um the the um rules no the criteria yeah the criteria for victory like what is what is winning i don't it, know like what, <laughs> well here's the thing john you have lots of thoughts about debates and one of the reasons you watched this is because you wanted to see this as a media presentation so mm, okay the, that's a what good way th- to do it okay right you think about debates as like a here is you should vote for me trying to make a good impression trying to persuade people so like as a as an as an exercise in attempting to persuade people uh what did you think who, who were the who who were the um, top three well uh, uh in Without looking at, without thinking about the the after debate polling, because that that was that tells right, the story. Whole other thing. But yeah. um, Nikki Haley, um, Chris Christie, uh, and uh, Ron DeSantis. Really, those are, thought, the, those are the top three. Yeah, those are oh, the ones you thought did the best job of like making something of themselves in the debate. The I think they were the yeah they the thing is that Vivek Ramaswamy. Ramis, Vivek Ramaswamy. 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 Sorry, I'm I'm tired too. Uh, I, the funny thing is, I was saying it last night when I was exhausted. And I can't say it now. Um, 
he uh he made himself known because this was his introduction like this yeah. is like him con- this is this is him coming out on the main stage like this is i never heard of this guy before and i like i never paid attention like yeah, I might I mean, have heard him say his name like a few times, but like I've, his I've been hearing his name off and on for months, but I was always like, oh, some clown, whatever. Yeah, it's some you dude, know. you know, like, yeah. but now I know who he is. I know his deal. So in that sense, he won and mm-hmm. he did make himself the center of discussion. But in terms of making a case for the, for himself, um, as Chris Christie said, he sounds like ChatGPT. He he was, and that was one of the best lines of the night, honestly. And again, like this isn't a debate, it's a political debate. This is, this is what a political debate is. Like, it's not a debate, which is annoying, but like that, that was the, that was a really good line. That was the line that stuck with me. Um, even though I was watching it like 1230 last night. Um, so the, um, so yeah, the, the people that made the best case for themselves and stayed I think stayed uh, true to their messaging and didn't mess the, and didn't like feel weird, you know, like they, it was like, okay, this is this person. This is this person. This feels like this person. Um, I don't know where this is coming from. Uh, and they're not speaking about this very well. That guy's weird, you know, like this stuff like that. I think, um, yeah. Uh, 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 DeSantis, um, Christie, and uh and Haley. Haley. Mm-hmm. um they were they were the three that i would say did the best job in the debate um with yep. everything that's going on in the in in everything and how they wanted to play the debate they played it very well so um one thing that actually no I, points lost kind of oh, there no were points, points lost, lost. <laughs> on them on them on them yeah yeah yeah, but they did the best job. Yeah. That's what okay. I'm saying. <laughs> like they they all got dirt. They all got dirt on them. It was a scrum. But um like coming out of it in my opinion as like a dirty liberal, like leftist person, uh, like a dirty progressive, I'll say that. Uh mm-hmm. is that yeah, the, those three um stayed the course the best and uh kept on message um, actually improved their message in terms of DeSantis. Uh, he he kept a lid on himself, which I, I can talk about later. But um, and we should, yeah, yeah. The those are those are the three, and then the bottom three would be uh, like you know what the bottom is the guy that I can't remember his name, the guy from North North Dakota. Actually, Dakota. yeah. So so Doug Burgum. So yeah. actually, I just want to. I, sh- I should have done this to start off. So I I apologize. That's the. The, the perils of doing this unrehearsed. Um, so we had eight people up there on stage uh, and going from left to right as they appeared to the viewers. It was uh, former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson, who is, uh, I guess, has at least one percent polling. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, former Indiana Governor and also former Vice President uh, Mike Pence, uh, current Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, um, I don't know, some kind business of business, man. some kind of business dude and internet gadfly. Yeah. Yeah. What a, uh, what a <laughs> term that is. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, former North Carolina governor and UN ambassador, North Carolina. South Carolina, my apologies. Yes. Uh, uh, Nikki Haley, 
uh, current Senator uh, Rick Scott and current governor of North Dakota, Doug Burgum, who uh, is term limited. So he has to leave office in North Dakota uh, at the end of uh, next year anyways. And he's also a very successful businessman and has business in like 140 countries. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. a million billionaire or something. Yeah, yeah. He, he he apparently was able to plain. throw just throw enough money around to get on the ballot and stuff. So well, he's very plain spoken. He he's an interesting character because he talked a lot about small town values, but he uh, didn't say try that in a small town. He yeah, did I was going to say he phrase, didn't quote the song, and they quoted another song. Not. Like it was crazy. Like that, and that <laughs> was one of the good decisions that he made. Well, he's probably yeah. worried about being taken as a rich man north of Richmond, so. That's what they talked about. Yeah, I'm which, not surprised. Which blew my mind. Um, If we, it, like, Sue, I, I didn't mind to take anything. Were you going to say anything else? No, that was just it, that he's he's a very, he's. I think he's richer than Vivek, but you wouldn't know it because he behaves like a, a gentleman and a scholar. So, anyway. Yeah, um. The, did we talk about this song on the air? I don't think we talked about this song on the air. No, I don't think we did. We so, we we considered it, but we were like, eh, we "What is there to say it. exactly?" Yep. You know? Yeah, yeah, we we talked about it like off air, but yeah, uh, rich rich men ver, uh, north, north of, of Richmond. Rich- it mm-hmm. it's it, it's a song that upsets me a lot um, because it's it's really good, except for a really bad part, and I hate that. Uh, <laughs> like I hate songs that I, I can get really into. He, the guy has an amazing voice, plays guitar just, just really, really well. Like he's um, a compelling performer. He's a good com- yep. performer. He really has presence. Like I, like I was like, a, if I heard like the first half of the song, I'd be like, I'm going to go look into this guy, it's, you know, because I like, I, I like country. Like that's not stupid. You know, like I like just good music, and this guy like has a really great sound. And then he goes off off on some some bull. So, um, it this is my this is just one of my things. I get more upset. Like, there's try this as a small town. That is just a bad song. It's overproduced. It doesn't have any like presence or anything. It's dumb. Yeah. But this one is good. So this one upsets me more because when something is good and then is has a bad part so i can't enjoy it it's worse than something that's just bad anyway i I agree (laughs) it's 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 worse what 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 grabbed me about it was very much the authentic experience of someone who is disenfranchised and struggling in a in an indifferent society like our our culture is like yeah screw you know the uh uh the rural poor or whatever you know like yeah mm-hmm. we don't care about those people um and i totally respect like not liking that and saying i'm a person i deserve to be treated with respect and dignity too and then he, you know, has a crab in a bucket turn and all of a sudden he's like, yeah, and these, you know, fat people on welfare. And it's like, man, just, yeah. you know. And he talks about like politicians liking little kids too. Like, so there's issues there. But uh, it I mean, blew my you know, mind. And- not everybody out there is Bill Clinton. Okay, folks. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, oh, my God. Uh, so. 
the <laughs> God, gosh, gosh darn it, Mike. Gosh, God bless you. So no, um, I'm just saying, you know, he did take a few flights with Jeffrey Epstein and and uh, made sure his Secret Service detail wasn't with him. So yeah, I, 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 yeah, I know, I know. Anyway, um, so this thing, uh, it, it blew my mind in terms of the debate because uh, all of them are part of that group. They're, yeah. they're all major politicians, especially Tim Scott and Mike Pence, because they were literally From north. Of, he's talking about pol- politicians north of Richmond. DC. That's what he's talking yep. about. DC. Right, which is, so yeah. He's talking about all these major politicians that don't care and don't do anything. And these are the people he's talking about. And it is, if it wasn't for, like, if he changed that one line into, like, talking about like corporate welfare or something like it would be a major like labor movement anthem like yeah. a like a th- this is something that everybody can agree on the, the people times. in yep. dc are screwing us all of us all the time and that's why i liked it so much and then he th- like you said crab in a bucket thing like he like anyway um so they all they well, all know, start talking about the how on. they. Uh, I'm sorry. Sorry, no. Go ahead, please. Um, w- they whichever you was talking, go ahead. Yeah. They all start talking about uh about like random stuff and like how and Bidenomics and stuff, which mm. is a buzzword that Biden has just embraced, be like Obamacare. Like sure, yeah. you can call it Bidenomics, whatever. It's working. I don't know if it's working, working, but whatever. But like he's. Yeah, so it it didn't even phase them. And understandable, they didn't want to, like, say, yeah, yeah, we screwed up or something like that. I would have respected the hell out of them if they did. Um, You know, Mike Pence did, not in that period, but later he was talking about, you know, whether we're in a dark place as a country. Hmm. Uh That's true. And he was saying, and he said, look, the people are fine. He said, the problem is D.C., I thought that was pretty telling when he said that. He was fighting with Vivek, I think, because Vivek is saying that we're, you know, going off a cliff and, you know, people are no damn good. And well, he yeah, it was very that. interesting. You know, I've really got to well, push Vivek back was. at the idea that the problem is Washington, D.C. Like, sure, there are lots of reasons to be upset with sort of the political culture and the the, you know, consultant class and all the think tanks or whatever, all the uh, uh apparatchiks that you can find in Washington, Mm D.C. But one of the problems with our federal system is that states can become corrupt little fiefdoms. Uh, Look, for example, um, at at West Virginia. I mean, aside from uh, just how uh, we're. Yeah. Aside from how thoroughly fed up we are with. Oh, my God. I remember the guy's name a second ago. And as soon as you said where that guy is from, I can't remember the senator's name. Joe Manchin. Okay. Um, Yes. Right. (laughs) Genre. Anyway. um, But yes. (laughs) But, you know, Senator Joe Manchin and his like, well, you know, I'm really interested in uh, uh, I make a lot of money off coal. So I want to make sure that we don't do anything that's going to mess with my money. But also just the. the West Virginia State University, uh, because the uh, administration of the university 
they've made some mistakes. For one thing, they've been paying themselves a lot of money. For another, they've been building buildings they don't really need, uh, but which uh, make uh, political donors happy. And also, uh, uh, they've been uh, they they expected or they claim to expect to have uh, rising enrollment, even though the population of West Virginia is shrinking. And uh, surprise, surprise, enrollments at the state university followed suit. Now, I think there's only twenty three thousand students there now, and. Uh, you know, in theory, you know, it's their land grant college. So it's, uh, you know, a, a top tier research university, you know, at least in some areas in the same way that any state university is going to be really strong in some areas and maybe like, yeah, fine or whatever in others. But it's just, there's no, I don't, I just don't think one can have a legitimate institution of higher learning, especially a university. If there's no you know, if you don't have uh, departments studying, you know, scholars studying the languages and literature and cultures of other places and times, and especially, uh, uh, you know, people who don't speak English, it's just, you know, it's it, it's it's a joke. And this is exactly the kind of thing that can happen when you have sort of the small little uh, sequestered pool of uh, you know, a state uh, that, you know, run by the cronies and whatnot who are in charge. And, you know, Massachusetts, I mean, you know, we're the state of uh, uh, Billy Bulger and his brother Whitey. So, I mean, it's not like we're, you know, clean of this ourselves, but, uh, yeah. you know, it's. And, it, and he ran UMass. Billy yes. Bulger. No, I remember <laughs> he was running UMass when I was there. Leaf. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, how they I, got him out of the Senate. They they offered him the head of the U- UMass. That's how they, they got him out of the Senate, and then they could yep. get rid of him. And they spent a yep. million dollars renovating his office. So, I I, um, yeah, yeah. No, I, I remember that. But anyway, so just uh, Washington, D.C., I understand why people have problems with that. But there are also – there's this problem at the state level as well, this sort of – these little sort of – cesspools or whatever and i i think it's i think it's part of the sort of the republican dogma to be like well you know the problem is dc with the big federal thing like you know like we want to kick things back to the states um and in a state like west virginia which is controlled by republicans you also see them doing stuff like basically destroying their their state university anyway so what do you guys think about that I do want to push back on what you, on your pushback one because I I when I was talking about it we're talking about like eight out of like seven out of eight governors and I said like politicians I think in my opinion the song is about just the politician class the people sure. that are in charge so the yes DC is a big yeah the people that are in power the people the politicians that are in power and stay in power um he might and, be and, just talking about that, but that's that's how I read the song. And the fellow who wrote the song does actually live in Virginia. So uh, yeah, I think. so so well, yeah, in Virginia, yeah. Like when one lives Not in West Virginia, Virginia. Yep. Not, yeah, yeah, like, just in Virginia. Well, well, but I mean, well, when one lives within say like a hundred miles or two of of Washington D.C., it looms larger <laughs> in one's thinking oh, than totally. if you know. You know, like it's not like you're in Albuquerque and you're like, yeah, DC, I guess. You know, also it's a <laughs> really good rhyme. It is absolutely it's very, it's very rich quick. men north yep. of Richmond. Yeah, yeah, it's it's um, good assonance and it's it's a good sort of yeah, rhetorical <laughs> flourish. Yeah. You said assonance. <laughs> uh huh. 
<laughs> anyway, um, so uh, yeah, they asked them all about that, and it was it, it blew my mind the how they turned it into something about Biden because like I would have had the the utmost respect for someone that would have been like, yeah, yeah, it sucks, <laughs> and that's why I'm running for president because it sucks there, <laughs> and I don't like it. You know, like that would have been like that would have. I think that would have put people ahead of the pack, you know, um, mm. but I think that's what Pence did with his statement to Vivek about a different topic. Eh, kind that, of. That DC is so? the problem. Well, oh. the, he said DC is the problem and the people, the U.S. Americans are actually pretty big hearted and, you know, pretty have lots of faith and do yeah. the right thing. And yeah, I thought that was a very optimistic statement. On given the whole, how nobody I feels think, that way right now <laughs> well on the whole i think human beings as a general group are pretty good but you know we, we are a collective species and so we can sometimes you know go off a cliff together uh you know like as a collective we can you know like the the what was that game the katamari damacy you know the big ball katamari scooping everything damacy. up Damacy, yeah. So, like, you know, when it when it goes wrong and steers off a cliff, everything goes off the cliff, and that's bad. But just in general, I I think people tend to be, you know, compassionate and helpful, and you know, we I think we default towards you know honesty and integrity and so forth. But yeah, you know, uh, uh, when there isn't a sense of accountability, and when there are uh, a lot of when there's a lot of power and wealth and whatnot floating around and it doesn't seem like anybody's really, you know, keeping an eye on things, then yeah, of course, you know, you, you know, if everybody else is lining their pockets, why not you grab a few bucks and stuff them in there too? Why not? Yeah. You know, it's not like you're as bad as those other guys. Right. So I don't know. I, I honestly, I think that's, that's how it works. Like that based in part on like, uh, uh, the way I'd hear, uh, my brief stint working at an investment firm in Boston, that was kind of the vibe I got a lot, you know, sort of like the, eh, you know, like, eh, you know, so long as we're making money, it's like, okay, if we get a little more, you know, whatever, our clients are doing fine. It's like, eh, are they though? Anyway. Give them a little bit here. Yeah, bit yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's not like, I, like nobody was talking about anything criminal, especially not to like the new intern kid, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but it was just sort of like just that general attitude of like, you know, eh, it's all a big pile of money and we're all sort of grabbing, you know, we're all, you know, trying to scoop as much into our into our pockets as we can. I bet someone I said like, we're eh. just doing the best we can. You know, the heck that of it is. That is code I, language. I think someone <laughs> actually did. Yep. I'm trying to remember yep. that guy's yep. name. Yeah, that is how people that do that sort of thing uh, square that with themselves. Yeah, well, yeah. it was 30 years later, and I can I can see the face, but I can't even remember what the voice sounds like. So whatever, but yeah, yeah, one of the one of the one of the analysts or whatever was like, yeah, you know, and I, mean, I think he meant to be talking about just like we're doing the best we can to analyze the markets and make good returns for our customers, but mm -hmm. we're doing the yeah. Anyway, um, so about this Republican debate thing w that was going on here. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, we can stop being like like music analysts, I guess, if you want to do that. <laughs> I thought that was what we were building the show up to, but, you know, I get, everybody's wrong sometimes except for me. Um, well, honestly, yeah. given the way they laid them out, and so this is, like I said, I didn't watch the debate. I only saw a few clips. 
so I'm not sure. But like it looked like the you know the organizers were like throwing out like a lot of you know yes or no, raise your hand questions or whatever, and they had these gr- people grouped you know four on one side of the stage, four on the other. Um, is anyone else thinking that they were trying to set up a sort of a dueling barbershop quartet style, and it just didn't quite gel? <laughs> no. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about the placement actually um the uh they the way that they were arranged no the way yes. that they were arranged <laughs> we're not we're not the, the way that they were arranged it was doesn't deserve by, the dignity yes no move no, on eight in a row <laughs> yeah eight um, in a row from the center from yeah, the yeah. center it was by by polling and they had to reach at least like a certain amount of polling and everything like that um which you know I think the highest one is 17 percent one yeah. percent, forty thousand donors in uh, forty states. Oh my God! Yeah, just and the next one wild. is three percent. The one really? in September. The next debate is in September twenty. I have it somewhere. That's a good. Uh, that's a good way to do it, honestly, for Republicans. Yeah. How much money yeah, you can make, and how much, how many like groups you can, you can get. Yeah, behind and I you. think fifty thousand, <laughs> fifty thousand donors or something. I forget. Yeah. But there's, and I'm sure they'll have that pledge again. They'll probably have the same oh, yeah, pledge. Definitely. So. Um, yeah. The, I the, want to talk about climate, yeah, please, climate please, change please. for a second. Yeah. Because um, the, they had, um, the Republican Party was trying to reach out to young Republicans, you know, to include them. And that the question about climate change came from them. And it was supposed to be, uh, you know, yes or no quick. Yeah, and, from uh, like the Young Republicans National League or something, right? Yeah, like some. Yep. Yeah, and DeSantis okay. totally derailed it, and nobody answered the question. Nope. Didn't, <laughs> they, have, like, didn't uh, they ask him to do a show of hands? Because that was one of the things I saw. It's like, yes. you know, they did, who and thinks he, climate he said, change is real? We're not school children. He said, we're yeah. not school children. And then he changed the subject. And then yeah. they said, can you answer the question? Yeah, it was yeah. pretty bad, actually. Yeah, they like, said, oh, everybody, uh, if you believe that climate change is caused by by human behavior, raise your hand. And then he didn't raise his hand. Some like I think some people did. I don't know if he knows. But then he said, Started we're to. not school children here. Let's have the If we were going to have the debate, let's have the debate. And it's like you. <laughs> and then he <laughs> and changed the subject. <laughs> the thing is, that was very well done. He yeah. was expecting that. Like, dude, yeah, like he he didn't answer the question. And he seemed like the the adults in the room. Yeah, he Wild. was ready for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wild. Like, this is one of the reasons why he, like I said, he did a good job. Like, he kept himself yeah. in check, which is odd. It's dissent. It's, it's odd. Yeah, Republicans <laughs> aren't going to vote for him because climate change is really important to them. And he, oh, yeah. he basically blew off their question. Yeah. It's, so, anyway, I just thought that I was worth I think he's expecting a fall in line, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's you know, getting young people to vote is is a good is a good goal, but it's always hard, especially young Republicans. Yeah, well, there's not a lot of them. Well, we've actually hit the halfway part here, so let's uh, oh, wow. let's 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 take a pause, uh, and uh, we'll come back. And uh, I think there's more to say about about this debate. I'm really curious to well. We'll talk more about it in the second half. So right now we're going to play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs, and we'll be back with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio in just a couple of minutes. Don't go away. We'll be right back. 
Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. And we're back with civil politics now here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, uh, speaking of, uh, people who are sympathetic to breaking strikes, uh, yeah. So what did you guys think about, uh, uh, did they talk about the strike at all, uh, or unions or anything like that at the Republican debate? They they did talk about unions. Yeah. what they say? They talked about a specific union. They talked about the teachers union. Oh well, I mean oh, yeah. everybody knows everybody hates teachers and knows there's the knows they're the worst. That's they're that's why we entrust the them yes. with the education and care of our children. I just you know, I mean because uh, that's the only logical approach to take towards you know child care and 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 you know the human future and so forth. Exactly. So exactly. What so you they, get it. You're an it I, getter. I, I that's that's me. If there's an it, I go and get it. So <laughs> uh or. I have people for that, but anyway, mm. so, um, uh, yeah. So, so that's what who they we s- are. Yeah, exactly. We're the people that go off and get the it. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> they, they went off on, uh, the teachers unions, um, especially Chris Christie. Cause you know, that's his, one of his claim to fames. Um, but, uh, this was in the middle of a discussion about indoctrination and, and stuff that department uh, of education the department oh my god they hate the department of education DeSantis would eliminate it he'd teach the constitution and bill of rights vivek said get rid of the irs department of commerce department of education give 80 billion to local places and teachers unions add a civics test haley said our children need to be able to read by third grade or it's terrible and uh we're dropping the ball bergam said uh, he passed a lot about, he said something about girls sports or something. And he said, teachers are good. Bergam, Doug Bergam. Mm. Yeah. So. He, he was the only one that defended them a bit, kind yeah. of a bit. Yeah. Well, and Haley actually said that, you know, that we're failing and we need to figure out why. But I think that's all the notes I have on the education part. Um, yeah. Um, I can he, tell you why it has to, starts with R and ends with acism. <laughs> <laughs> um jesus jesus mike um so 
yeah, they went off on the on the teachers union, uh, the Department of Edu- Education, like a bunch of them. Like, I think Vivek um, Ramaswamy was like, he's going to get rid of half the executive branch. Like, I was going to say, what about the EPA? Because the like, EPA, if they don't believe the in climate Department change, of Energy, clearly the EPA the is nuclear go. regulatory, the um, Department wait, wait, of wait, Education. So back, back up. Wait, 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 wait. Mm. They want to get rid of the Department of Energy and the Nuclear Regulatory Commission? The, yes. I didn't okay. hear that. I just heard the other ones okay, well, I listed. Well, Ramaswamy may, so. may Ramaswamy is exactly the kind of glib, you know, doofus who might be like, <laughs> look, you know, aside from anything else, the Department of Energy oversees the safety and operation of nuclear reactors and the safe handling of our nuclear weapons. Yeah. And unless we're entirely getting rid of those things, and spoiler, we really shouldn't be getting rid of nuclear power at a time when we need to find alternatives to burning carbon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Getting rid of the Department of Energy is an incredibly stupid idea. I just Here's the thing. You know, thing worth mentioning. I didn't mentioning. hear him say it, so I'm just uh, saying. He did. He wanted we're to get rid of the, the Department debate. of Energy. Um, the thing is, he also is in favor of nuclear, nu- nuclear. Yeah, yeah, he's in uh, favor, he, but that's what he I'm just saying. doesn't want yeah. regulation. That's what he hates. Oh my god, he wants he, wa- he wants he wants someone like Elon Musk to be running our nuclear arsenal, probably and building our nuclear reactors. Not, I don't know about the arsenal. Uh, He'll probably move that to under like the military or something. I don't know, but uh, he he is in it. He is very much in favor of doing any energy thing like but mostly like you know oil all the above nukes uh and which i agree with baby but uh yeah but um i agree with the new part but i just heard uh that uh ronan farrow has put out a a uh expose on elon musk and a big part of it's looking at like how elon musk is in the new yorker this week right which i just heard about uh so i haven't had a chance to look at it before we recorded this, but just, uh, you know, but apparently one of the high, one of the low lights is, uh, <laughs> that he's been basically, uh, uh, monkey wrenching, uh, Ukrainian efforts to fight off the Russians because in the end he kind of likes Russia. So, well, and, he's been and it's extracting yeah. money from the U S for that to keep and, the, the system running the right. uh, Starlink. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And, and it's a huge problem because like, like we've allowed a lot of this stuff to be, you know, stuff that has like great public interest and national security concerns to be handled by private industry chuckle wits like uh good word. And, and, and yes, and and very particular very specific sorts of people like Elon Musk. Yes. Anyway, I'm sorry, I interrupted you, but I just uh angry. Anyway. Yeah, understandable. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, uh Ramaswamy w- wants to get rid of like a ton of departments. He just listed off like a bunch of them he actually knew what they were too um yes uh, so unlike the the uh, abbott rick no not abbott uh rick perry perry yeah it was crazy so but yeah he's in he's in favor of uh nuclear power um which is good but he's it's one of those things which is like i think i agree with him but for the wrong reasons kind of thing Mm -hmm. but um he's he's a character he's um uh, Pence does not like him. Pence uh, went after that guy. M- Mr. Pence and I are in agreement on that score. He, he, I don't, I don't know what it was, but like, dude was saying, get off my lawn. I have a <laughs> shotgun. Like this is, that was what it looked like this because Ramos Palmi is, is 38. 
he's he's the youngest one there by far and yeah. uh and uh i wanted to go back to um sue what you were talking about before about like how they were going back and forth between like a positive and negative messages about um the american people like uh yeah. ramas fani was intense. say what yeah. Vivek and um yes. Mike Pence. yes yeah. um and so the thing is that it was a very interesting dichotomy because uh, Ramos Fami is uh, a millennial, like solid millennial. Um, mm-hmm. And in that generation, the world is dark, you know, like the world, the world is not working well for anybody in that age group um, and or, or younger or even a little older, like mm. including me. The world is dark for us. There's no way houses happen for most of us, you know, like there's there's a lot of things that are wrong with the country that is putting a put is getting put on younger Gen X and millennials and and Gen Z's backs. And he was communicating that. And it was one of the few things that I was like, oh, yeah, he's making sense about something, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. and he was like, we need to. (laughs) The funniest thing was um, because Pence being an older gentleman remembers when the world wasn't like a trash fire literally and uh he's like no i think the american people are positive and they're working hard and everything and ramas family was like no the sucks we need change we need to change things you know because everything's bad old guard versus new guard exactly and it was like it was a really interesting back and forth because um there was this current viewpoint that I see reflected from a lot of people in in the the thirty to to fifty age group, um, and there's this there's this viewpoint that's reflected in a lot of people that are like over sixty five seventy. Um, and it's, I think you might not talk to a lot of people over sixty five because you know the economy has gone south. I mean, it's really hard. Anybody that's on a fixed income of any kind. I mean, not that Mike Pence is, but his position was Vivek uh, Ramaswamy is a rookie, and we don't we don't have time for learning on the job. That was oh a lot yeah, of his he made argument. that that comment too. That w- that was a really good yeah. line too. Like he, we, we need experience. Yeah. We don't need a. Someone yeah. that's just coming in and, and like me, everybody was right? like, oh, that's, shoot, yeah, no. Pence, you know? yeah. <laughs> Time for my generation to get out of the way. But yeah, yeah. it was interesting because it was sort of the, I mean, Bill Clinton made the same argument when he was elected. It was like, oh my God, our generation finally has somebody. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's mm. you know, it's a, it's a life cycle thing. The thing yeah. is, and the, yeah, the, the, it's a life cycle thing. And the thing is the, the, the reason I say that more of the older set, like, like think like Pence, especially if they have money for the one thing, like that's, that's a big thing. And um, accomplishments. And accomplishments. Yep, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. All of that stuff. Yeah. The problem is that they actually lived in a time that wasn't always bad. They remember that even if they're having a tough time now, it's because of the economy. It's because of this, it's because of that. But if we just do this, then we can get back to this. And um, it's, this is just a hitch or something like that. That is when I'm watching a lot of people and like I talk to people, I watch uh, interviews with people from multiple sides. uh, And that is the sense that I get. That's the impression that I get. 
Classic. Classic. Just pull song. yourself up. Yeah, yep. pull, pull yourself, yourself up, up or it's because yeah. of this. This is happening because of this. And if we get rid of this, yep. then people it'll be don't okay. Work. Yeah, people don't. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's all that stupid stuff. And it's like, and people that are younger, like, like I said, like millennials, like um, elder millennials, you know, like even that, it's like, no, you guys screwed it up. We can see this. We have, stu- there, there was a study that just came out about Reaganomics and how it screwed up the country. Like hardcore stream of country. And it's like, we're doing studies about this. We see this and you can't say that the American people are X because it doesn't show that you might, you might still think that, but things have changed and we need a change. And that's what uh, Ramaswamy was saying, except that would be great if he wasn't a doofus, you know, (laughs) it would be really cool. Do you it, care it, that he hasn't voted but twice in his life? I I hate that, but it's I don't blame a lot of young people for not voting. Honestly, I de- I don't respect it, and but I understand why not. You know, yeah. I like why. I think if you haven't voted, then I don't I don't think that you should complain that hard. You know, like if you had the opportunity to vote and you chose not to vote, that is saying that you were you were cool with whatever happened. You know. Yeah. And even you if you thought like my vote wouldn't count, I don't care, you know. Yeah. Yep. Um. But it's you still have the right to say stuff, you know. And especially for people that grew up like and that came of age during the 2008 crisis, and then then have lived through at least two more financial downturns, I can understand why they wouldn't want to vote. I can get that. Um. If you're if you're running if you're planning on running for president, I wouldn't do that. But you know, whatever. Uh, at this point, actually, um, there was a question I wanted to ask the both of you, oh, and yeah. I will answer this too. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, we after, still got about half of the second half, so yeah, yeah go for yeah, it. Yeah, after after seeing the um after seeing the debate and Mike after reading the debate and watching clips, uh, there's two things. One. If you had to choose out of the people on stage and no one else to for the to vote for, who do you think who would you support? Meaning, who do you think would do the best job as president? Who would you support and who do you think would win? And I'm going to say a two A and two B. Who do you think would win in their primary if Trump was not a factor and who would win the general? So, (laughs) okay. (coughs) <coughs> excuse me go ahead tune in next week for our answers <laughs> <laughs> nope i gave I'll you a first. ton of time to think about this i'll go first if you like Sue. if you want an extra go moment for it, to think go about for it. it yeah okay. let me think about this <laughs> okay it's like an hour ago <laughs> well i'm gonna take the second part first for a moment here because please do um uh which of them do I think would come out on top in the scramble to be the Republican nominee uh, is one question, but who do I think would win in the general? Do you mean who do I think would beat, uh, could get more support than Joe Biden from the general American public? Is that what you mean? Okay. Um, All right. Well, uh, none of them I think would be a good choice to be president of the United States. Gotta choose However, one. if I have to choose one of them, mm-hmm. uh, I uh, I don't know. 
maybe Chris Christie because he actually seems to have some flashes of human decency underneath all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does actually have some idea of how to run a how to run a you know a state. So being chief executive is probably something he can handle. Um, and that's not nothing. Um, I think in terms of winning the nomination in this Republican field. <laughs> Uh, I think it's going to be uh, Ron DeSantis um, just because I think I think uh, Mr. Ramaswamy has exactly the kind of puckish, uh, pugnacious, insurgent, you know, trollishness that I think is going to appeal to a lot of the Republican base. But I think in the end, they're going to want to go with somebody white. And uh, that's going to be Ron DeSantis. Mm. Um, and in terms of who could uh beat Biden in the general. Um or get the most support on, really if you want to lower yeah, the yeah, standard. Yeah, yeah, cuz yeah, I don't know that any of the, well given that there's a conservative media apparatus uh that is work that is always going to be boosting whoever the Republican nominee is. I don't know. I, sus- I again, I think it would probably be Ron DeSantis would have the best shot of of clearing the the bar and getting to 270 electoral votes okay um and and i say this you know ron DeSantis is uh a deeply off-putting a charismatic weirdo but uh <laughs> <clears throat> um i mean you know the republicans have have you know put up people like that before because i think that basically Nixon described- was pretty odd Nixon was, Nixon was really mm-hmm. off-putting. George W. Bush also fairly off-putting. I don't know why people thought he was approachable. Um, um you know, and 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 you know, and Mitt Romney and everything. He reminded yeah. him of Jimmy Stewart. We only have a little bit left. I want to give Sue. So some anyway, time. but that's that that's my thought. <clears throat> but I, I I would just like to to say, you know, like on some level, you know. Mike Pence would be like, well, you know, he was vice president and whatever. And he's, you know, he's the kind of person who I would think, you know, w- would do well in the general election and whatnot. But uh, my strike against Mike Pence, uh, well, there are many, but I think a thing that would be a strike against Mike Pence was sort of the same dig I had about Mitt Romney back in 2012, who I, you know, took a moment to think about, should I vote for this guy? You know, because he'd been governor right. of Massachusetts and hadn't exactly been awful. Um, but his biggest accomplishment was, you know, Romney care. And uh, during his campaign, they as he was running to be the nominee, uh, people were, you know, pundits would ask him like, so what do you think about uh, extending Romney care to the whole country? And he's like, well, Romney care was a mistake. Mike. Um- and and so Mike Pence hits that same vibe in the. uh you know, he's been attacking Donald Trump, yet he'd still support him if he was the nominee. And I'm just, yeah, forget okay. it. Okay. You know. uh, Sue. So I have to correct the Romney care. His comment was that it's good for a state, but it's not good for a national program. So he didn't say it was a mistake. Um, All right, whatever. So after the debate, who did I think I would have to support? I guess it would be Chris Christie because he did hold to his guns, even though they booed him. It was hard mm-hmm. to watch, but. I would do that. Um, who would win the primary? There was a piece that you guys missed. Um, Nikki Haley said, do you think that it's Biden that's run up our budget? And then she quoted all the numbers and she said, the last time around, $7 billion was Republican earmarks. 
and 2.8 million more Democratic earmarks. She said they both ran us into the ground. So I I think that while she'll have trouble winning the primary, I think DeSantis is done. I think he's cooked. And I think you're going to see a lot of splits in the primary around the country as it runs. And in the general, I think Nikki Haley actually could take the whole thing because she's good on abortion in that she says, I won't judge you and please don't judge me. I'm pro-life. And, you know, the people have to decide what the answer is to that. And that she she blames both parties for running up our deficits. At least it's both. In fact, she said the Republicans are more responsible. I think in a general election, she she's got a way to say things, you know, just like getting the Confederate flag off the state property in South Carolina. She has a way about her. And she took on Vivek directly and told him that he had no foreign policy and it was showing. And I thought it was a really well-constructed argument. So I I guess I'd have to say that. And I thought Doug Bergen was very interesting. I just, you know, he's a, he's almost like a, um, the guy that from Colorado that blew out his campaign heart, Gary Hart. Mm. He's a Gary Hart like character. He isn't who <laughs> you think he is. You know, he likes teachers. He thought Mike Pence did the right thing. You know, he didn't answer what you'd expect. And, um, you know, it was hard for him in that in that scenario. So anyway, did I answer your questions? Yeah, I think so. Okay. What about Um, you then genre? I think, uh, if I had to support one of those people, I was going back and forth between Christy and, uh, Nikki Haley. Um, but I, I would go to Christy. Yeah. They're closest to not being insane. So, um, (laughs) the, so I would go with Christy though, just because he, uh, he's, he, like Mike said, he seems like he would have the, like a handle on things, especially like, and he doesn't have like weird, uh, stuff about, he didn't say anything weird about like trans people or, or abortion. Like that's, yep. you know, that's, that's big. Yeah, but New, in New the Jersey, so dense and diverse, he, he yeah, he's he exactly knows better. the, the thing with the thing in the general though, he would not do well at all. Um, he no, no. Uh, he what he's not going to do well in the primary either. I think no. DeSantis is going to win the primary Although if Trump is knocked in out. New Hampshire. Um, yeah. cool. in New Hampshire. I don't think that's really a bellwether uh, for anything, but like, especially it's the Northeast and everything. But like, I, I think the I think DeSantis is going to take the primary if Trump is if Trump was knocked out. And but the person that I would think would do the best is Nikki Haley. Because she's pragmatic. Oh, interesting. She's pragmatic. Yeah. She and the one th- I got two more things to say just before we end. One, she was very pragmatic about uh, the abortion bill. Like everybody was like six weeks of national abortion. She was like, we can't do that. We don't have the, the votes. It's never going to happen. We have to work with other people about this, uh, which is really interesting. Um, the other th- the other thing she said was uh, she was the only person that said woke in the whole time which is fascinating to me. And Ron DeSantis didn't say whoa? Not one time. Nope. Not nope. one time. It was crazy. Um, and the guy in the, the guy from North Dakota, uh, he said something Dakota. about like, mm-hmm. uh, something about OPEC when they were talking about China. And he said, we're going to switch from OPEC to Sino- Sinopec. Oh, because Dude. of batteries. The, yeah, yeah, for the batteries. batteries. Dude, really? Yeah, because they're... <laughs> They're burning coal. 
Yeah, they're burning uh, coal to make the batteries. Sinopec? Yeah, it was an interesting argument. My God, yeah. dude. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got. But, yeah, um, Nikki Haley, I think, <laughs> is the... Uh, would would do the best um, in a in a general election. Well, uh, certainly we'll get a chance to find out more about these people and see how they do in the primary, uh, and maybe one of them will make it to the general. But anyway, uh, we got to do it. That's going to do it for now for civil politics. Uh, coming up next is subculture, followed by table of contents at ten and OK Asia at midnight. Uh, we got a podcast version going out uh, tomorrow morning for anybody who wants to listen to us that way. We got a repeat broadcast Monday at 4 p.m. And uh, Trump's got a fantastic mugshot up there, so I'm sure there's lots of <laughs> really fun memes out there to look at. Maybe John will throw a few in the show. I'll throw a link. <laughs> All right. All right. And that's going to do oh, it for boy. now. Thanks for listening to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. Good night. <laughs> We're out. Oh, quick-witted. Oh, that's really good, genre. <laughs> oh, my God, Mike. We're done. <laughs> Cut. Cut the music. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.